0: Our Soul Sisters, walk alongside us as we take you through this journey of
1: sisterhood. Join me, Jenna Urban, and me, Tara Machaco, as we walk in each other's shoes and explore our very different lives. Grab your Soul Sister to listen and laugh
0: as we share stories of family, work, and small personal disasters. We're We're
1: not perfect, but but nobody nobody is. Hello,
0: welcome back.
1: (laughs) We're back in the original studio.
0: Yes. Yeah, so last week we had the opportunity for Tara to be in-house at Wilkes University and I was a call-in. Um, but we are back into the Urban Studio today.
1: And we are welcoming Carolee Pierce, who is a grad assistant on the women's basketball team at Springfield College. And Carolee also played for me both at Marywood and at Wilkes. And we're welcome welcoming her into the studio!
0: Thanks for having me! Yeah, welcome! Thanks for coming in! <laughs>
1: So, Carly, we've been we, we kind of been talking about um, how sport has kind of helped females specifically get into the careers that they're in and, and kind of given them the confidence to, to move forward in those careers. And, and you've kind of worked your way through the, through the ranks a little bit and, and, you know, talk a little bit about your background and how you kind of got into coaching and how sport has helped you get there.
2: Yeah. So, I'm from a really small town in upstate New York called Sydney. And I grew up around basketball, around all sports. My dad's a coach. He still coaches football and girls basketball. But I always knew I wanted to be around basketball. And I started thinking of coaching uh, when I realized I wasn't going to play in the WNBA. And what made you realize that? So, like, for well, our uh, listeners honestly, that are <laughs>
0: still dreaming of that. You know,
2: like, what? <laughs> I was probably in the eighth grade, and I realized I couldn't shoot very well. (laughs) I was more of just an inside player, but I was still undersized for the WNBA. But Coach, you probably, I was really quiet. Oh, yeah. At the start, like, (laughs) I was super quiet, and I can still be very quiet, but uh, playing for Marywood and Wilkes in college helped me grow a lot. I mean, with what, you know, my freshman year wasn't the greatest, and a lot of that helped me kind of mature and grow, and then. When I got into Wilkes, and I knew what you wanted as a coach from your team, and I was obviously with Gab, I think I was able to like realize that I had a lot more potential as a leader. Now, as a coach, I'm a GA at Springfield College. I have to be vocal with my team. I have to like I, I'm in charge of the post players a lot. I, I help them out with Coach Graves, who's my head coach. But you have to let them know what you want, and because a lot of times. Kids don't read between the lines very well. Um, <laughs> right. so. Unless
0: you're, like, sending them some sort of text message right, or Snapchat. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. yeah, so communication is totally But
2: important. I I think I'm a pretty good communicator, and I've just always prided myself on doing a lot of the gritty work to, like, the behind-the-scenes stuff, which I think I did a lot as a captain for, for Wilkes when I was a uh, junior and a senior.
1: Well, let's go back a little bit, because, I, I mean, I, I don't think you're giving yourself enough credit. You, the, the first year at Marywood, you were a quiet Little kid from Sydney, New York, you like. You were very shy. You kind of, you kind of were in the background a little bit. You worked, you worked extremely hard, and and you know, hard work does mean a lot. But at the same time, there's there's both ways to become a leader. You have to kind of walk the walk and talk the talk, right? Okay. Um, but then that transition, that next year when you came with us to Wilkes, all of a sudden it was like a new Carly, and it was. Um, so what what was that? Was it the atmosphere? Was it that you just became? More confident, like, what, what did you, what are some things that you may have like done? Like, the unseen hours. What, yeah, there we for go, us. Jenna, the love, she loves that <laughs> Alan
0: yeah, yeah, she's, he's she's, actually she's, currently recording a series of podcasts, and it's, it focuses on, you know, people in leadership in the unseen hours, so, like, what did you do during that time that, you know, brought on that transition?
2: I honestly, I think it was just, the change in the environment was really good for me. Changing my major, too, like, helped me realize, like, this was a better path to get, to coaching then I was originally athletic training at Marywood but then also I mean I had Gabby um we were the only two that were going through what we were going through like we were leaving Gab had been there for three years at Marywood and really solidified herself in the CSAT mm-hmm. right and yeah. she was like consistently first team all conference and then we both left to stay with coach Mack and coach Lindsay so I talked to Gab a lot that summer and I also talked to Erica Bistrin, who was one of my really good friends at Marywood she was my roommate and we still talk um, pretty frequently to this day and just like basketball is what I wanted to do and I knew I'd have to grow up a little bit and my dad would push me a little bit mm-hmm. and I would I actually would help him he took over that year as he went back to coaching varsity girls he was originally JB boys and um, I would get into the gym with his players and put him through workouts and coach him in the summer league so they kind of, I, I was vocal to them and then I just I guess I just brought
1: it to works with me. Well, I mean, th- that had to help a little bit because that's a difficult position to be in. We talk all the time about some, like when you go in and you're coaching young boys because Jenna does it a lot with her kids and sometimes the boys aren't necessarily paying full attention to you because you're female. Yeah, so you kind of have to establish yourself a little bit when you get in there and, and make it known and, d- and show that confidence for them to-, to give you the respect that you deserve.
2: Yeah. I actually, I mean, I even did it this summer too. I was pretty much doing the summer league stuff because my dad was so busy during the summer with my mom. I feel like they listen to me a little bit better than they listen to him because I went, I played there um, at Sydney, and I a lot of these girls. I mean, I worked when when they were in elementary school and middle school, so they saw me grow up and they saw me play college basketball. And my, I mean, my dad's been around for a long time mm-hmm. and he knows his stuff, but I think when a young female sees a female who's, I mean, I'm not much older than them, mm-hmm. like eight years maybe tops, they see somebody. Who kinda has gone through the same stuff as them and you know, has done all the stuff as a girls basketball player, women's basketball player, I think they listen, they tend to listen to you more often.
0: Yeah, so being a good role model, like we talk about that all the time, having like how important it is for young females to have those role models. You know, like having a teenage daughter, like I want her I want her to be around those like people like you, you mm-hmm. know, like that's why I think it's awesome, like when Tara brings her team over or she has they have an opportunity, you know, to see you got you play and grow and they watched you grow as well. Now one thing that you mentioned, because you transferred schools, what was that like, you know, what made you make that decision? Because, you know, that was a big decision mm-hmm. to make. And a lot of I think athletes kind of get to the point that they may consider going into the, the portal now. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's all foreign to me. Mm-hmm. I can't believe that's even around. But, like, so what made you make that decision?
2: Yeah. Um, actually, I remember when Coach uh, came in to tell us that she was uh, leaving. and She had told – I think you had told Erica uh, and Gab mm, earlier, uh, but you hesitated to tell me because mm. you knew I would cry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we know how I am with <laughs> cryers so. <laughs> so I just remember when – we had that meeting and coach told us. I I went down to the gym and I, I still shot around. We were supposed to play pickup that night and I, I think I still I still shot around and Gab and Erica came in and I was like I'm not like I can't stay here like I things weren't good for me there and I think that's a big thing like don't be afraid to transfer schools if you're not fitting there it's not it's not right for you like go somewhere else but mine wasn't a lot of people transfer because of coaching but mine wasn't because of the coaching mine was just because the fit the general fit wasn't right and i knew i would, like i learned so much from coach mac and lindsay and alexa and fred that first year that i was like it would be stupid of me not to go with them right. if i had the chance and you said that you also Switch
0: majors. Yeah. So we talk about that because that's another thing that I think mm-hmm. a lot of yeah. college students kind of go through. Like, am I in the right major? Mm-hmm. We're, st- we're in our 40s and we don't I'm know. Still who- know. <laughs> we're in our
2: 40s. don't right know what I want to <laughs> do if we weren't doing what we're doing. Well, I was originally athletic training because I wanted to be around sports, but I didn't know in what, like, aspect quite yet um, other than coaching. And I, I knew Mary would have coaching classes that you could take because Coach Mack had, had taught them. Um, but... When I found out Coach was going to Wilkes, like, the first thing I did was I called my dad, and he was like, well, look up what majors they have, and sports management was on there, and I liked, like, the ticket sales and the operations Mm -hmm. and the facilities management stuff. That's interesting to me, and I know, Coach, you got your degree in sport management, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, I knew, like, that was a route I could take to get to um, coaching, and I kind of always knew the GA route was the route I wanted to go to because nowadays coaching requires a lot requires and it's recommended that you have a master's degree too so switching the major was good and the content was more interesting than the science stuff right. to me like.
0: right. well originally when I went to school I went to be a phys ed teacher and then I had my first kinesiology class and I was like oh my God, I don't know what bones us to mm-hmm.
2: what I can't do this. yeah no right. I took microbiology my
1: freshman year and I couldn't do it right. I was like I was out I was accounting
2: I was going to be
1: oh, an accountant. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> there's a picture in one of the media guides of me sitting at a computer that I wanted to be an accountant. And I'm like, God, can I really sit behind a desk like that and crunch numbers? Oh, I like God. math. Right. Yeah, but no, I changed like three times. Yeah, a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like you said, like, I mean, I think that it's normal. It, it's really funny because Carolee and I literally just came into the studio from speaking in a coaching class at Marywood. And when we sat down in the classroom, I looked at her and I said, the last time I was in this classroom was like five and a half years ago when I came there, five <laughs> years ago when I came in to sa- tell you guys I was leaving to go to Wilkes. And she goes, that was the last time I was in this classroom <laughs> when you came in God. and told us that. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, we 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 are just coming off of speaking. So it's kind of like, it brings back a lot of, a lot of memories. And it's like, so, oh, wow, I, I can remember that day like it was yesterday. Going in there being nervous, <laughs> me being nervous to have to go in and tell them all that. But also knowing that, like, you know, my relationship with Carolee was so good and through the process of recruiting and not – and having to, like, ha- keep that from her at the time was mm-hmm. so difficult. And then I could remember you coming in my office, like, maybe the next day or so, and you're like, I'm going with you. Yeah. And I'm like,
2: okay. Right. So what are you going to do? So first, you have to sign the paper. <laughs>
0: But I mean, I even like for you to mm-hmm. make that life changing decision. Mm-hmm. You know, like I think it's just part of the journey. It's um, scary, like, and we like mm-hmm. we talked in the past about the last you know couple years seeing people really make huge shifts mm-hmm. in their lives.
1: It's a scary decision, and I'm sure, yeah. Carley, it was probably it was probably a very difficult choice for you to make. Um, scary going into a new place, but like I said, when you when you got to campus, you walked in there like you own the place, yeah. and it was, and we we always talk about especially for young females, having confidence to be able to do that kind of stuff, and you walked in there right away, and it was like you set the tone of, I'm coming in here with a a new attitude, I have a new mindset, I have a fresh start, Mm -hmm. and it's almost like you took that approach, and it was like everybody kind of migrated towards you, because that's the the initial impression they got.
2: Yeah, I mean, it really was a fresh start. I did have a lot of really good friends at Marywood. I was friends with um, some of the freshmen on the men's basketball team, Jack, Joey, Adam, and they are people that I always knew I could go back to. And Mm -hmm. I mean, I remember going to Franklin and Marshall that later that first year. Oh yeah. And they were playing in the same tournament and we were up, I think at halftime and we were going down to the locker room and they were coming up and they saw me and they all gave me (laughs) hugs. And I'm like, I love you guys, but I got to go down to the locker room right now. Like my team needs to be like, they need a spark or something. But, um, it was a fresh start. And I did meet, I I mean, Kendra's one of my best friends Mm -hmm. um, ever uh and gab too like going through it with gab it was weird when she became my coach but, <laughs> but it was it was a fresh start and i wanted i wanted to make my make my mark on Wilkes and um and in people's lives too i wanted to show people like this is what a good leader should look like and i hope i think i did a pretty good job of that. Right.
1: well you got yourself involved in so many other things too like think about um you did tours for the football team. Like you, mm-hmm. you did an internship with with them. Like you got yourself, you put yourself out there so much more. And I think it's important. Jenna and I always talk about, like, what do we say? It's like, jump jumping it. Like, yeah, it. yeah, like right. jumping into it. Like throwing yourself into it. Um, like talk about that stuff that you were able to get yourself involved in yeah. at Wilkes that probably helped you now in your career.
2: I even, I mean, my first year, I remember when Kareem Abdul-Jabbar came to campus. Mm-hmm. I worked that event because I wanted to meet Kareem, and like, I mean, who doesn't, and I worked it with some of the men's team, uh, like, Zach Walzer was mm-hmm. working it with me, oh, we were there, yeah, yeah and you guys were there, I mean, I got the book signed for you, yeah, <laughs> um, and the kids were there, too, I remember, yeah. but, and then, I, my wow. junior year, I needed an internship, and I wanted to do something that was coaching related, so I reached out to Coach Drock, who's the head coach, well, it was Coach Vega at first, who was defensive backs at Wilkes, um, and said, if you need an intern." I would, I would love to do it. Like I want to, I want to be around football. I think more women need to be in football. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a matter of if you play or not. I think you can know the game without having to play. It. I mean, how many old men are coaching women's basketball? They right. didn't play women's basketball. They might've played basketball, but some Very of them true. don't even play basketball. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but I got into football and that was really fun because my dad coaches football. I love football. Um, but I got to do like some video media stuff and let my creative side show, which is um, something that I think I I mean I still do pretty well um with graphics and and media. Um, but I did get to coach on field with the defensive backs, which was really fun. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and I mean, kudos to Coach Drock, Coach Beaver, Coach Vega, Coach Elder, the whole staff, they were like pushing me to do it. Mm-hmm. Like some days I was like really shy and they're like, No, you gotta run this drill or I like we need you to do this. Like you have to come into the office and do this. Like they wanted me to be involved mm-hmm. and I mean this summer, I worked at the Wilkes basketball camp for Coach Metz, and Coach Drock's son, Caleb, was um, part of the camp, and Coach Drock came to pick him up, and he was like, well, have you gotten involved with football yet at Springfield? I was like, oh, I'm so busy with basketball that I can't really work with football, too, but like even now, he still is pushing. Like, he wants me to get, get in there with football because he knew how much I enjoyed it and how much I loved it, which is really like, he was really
1: great. That whole staff was awesome. That's awesome. Give them credit, though, because yeah, I was, yeah, tell- I was telling I was Jenna a story. Um, we had a prospect clinic a mm-hmm. couple weeks ago, and two of the girls were talking about how – two of the moms were talking about how their daughters played football up mm-hmm. until ninth grade, and the high schools will not let them play on the team.
2: Yeah. My dad, actually, he coaches – he's an assistant varsity at my high school, but he's coaching modified, and he has – um, I get, like 7th grade girl I think that's one of his starting linebackers yeah. and he's like she's the only one that can hit like she's the only one that can tackle them <laughs> that's like, awesome uh, the sure. other boys like don't know how to wrap them up but this yeah. girl like goes shoulders down and just wraps them up and takes them down that's and awesome she's she's a beast and I think the high school would let the, I, I haven't seen it because we've had some, some boys try and play like have played field hockey in our area um, but there might have been a girl that was a kicker but I, I would like to see more girls playing yeah. like position like right. skill positions in football
0: Right. So like now, so you had that opportunity to coach football. Do you think that has helped you now in your coaching position and as a GA? Because those girls are basically your age, right? Yeah. Like, um, so talk a little bit about, you know, going into that role of now, you know, not only being a leader, but now you have the role of coach.
2: Yeah. Um, the first year, last year, it was tough because I mean, coach knows how much I just love playing basketball. Like if I could go and play like pick up every day of the week I would. Um, so ha- starting going in, I mean, I was a year older. One of I was actually had a player who was older than I was. Like she was a grad student and she was born like two or three months before me. So she always held that over my head. But at the end of the day I was like, I'm I'm getting paid to be your boss. I'm in charge of you. But um, it's the group that I'm working with too is really good about it. And I, I think working with football, and having to, like, assert yourself over young men, because they're a very tough demographic to that, but I think Wilkes, at least, with the coaching staff, too, they have made it, so they knew, like, she's, like, she's basically an extension of us right now, so, right. um, you have to treat her with respect, mm-hmm. but there's still, I mean, people, are, that's just the way people are sometimes, but trying, having to separate myself from a player to a coach was really tough, but Once I got the hang of it, my team was really good. Like, they still come to me and and our other GA. And and they go to Coach Grace, too, and talk about stuff. But I think they enjoy having somebody who's fresh out of college Mm -hmm. because I had just went – like, I went Mm -hmm. through the COVID stuff like they did. Right. Which was the biggest part because that was what we – like, they didn't play a season. Like, my senior year when we had our shortened Mm -hmm. season, they didn't play a game at all. Mm -hmm. So having somebody who went through that and kind of knows, like – the generational lingo that they know, right. <laughs> right. Yeah, we right. talk we talk um, about
1: that a lot. Jenna yeah. and I have Jenna and I struggle with that. Yeah. Right.
2: Oh my gosh. <laughs> but they, it's it's been good, and I think it, there's obviously always more work to be done. But I think my experiences at Wilkes, working with football, and just being a leader on my own team in general,
1: it was really really helpful. Well, going through all of those experiences, there's uh, you're obviously going to face some some difficult challenges and tasks. What are some things that you, know, you faced whether it be throughout your playing career or in your coaching career that you've kind of had to work through and overcome and how do you do that? How do you handle that? Like Jenna, Jenna talks all the time about Jenna meditates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I wish I, I had the patience to do it and sit and do it, but Jenna does it. Right. And that's some kind people of journal, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, yeah. listen to podcasts or go <laughs> for a walk. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, what are some things that maybe you had to, you went through that, like you had to learn how to kind of overcome and
2: yeah, I mean, I'm very much a homebody. I love Sydney, New York. (laughs) Um, Mm. So my first, I mean, my first year I got homesick pretty quickly, but the people I was around at the time, um, like, I would go in. I remember when Gordon Hayward was playing for the Celtics and the day he broke his ankle. Mm. I was watching the game in the boys' dorm with them, like, getting my mind off of stuff. But I like to write a lot. Like, I write poetry and, um, like, memoirs and stuff, listen to music, and I play music. Um, I play a couple instruments, and I just try to redirect. And then, like this past year, towards the end of the year, I lost my grandfather, which was really tough. So I had I used a lot of that um, coping stuff, like music and and writing. And at that point, I used basketball to do it. But when I struggle with basketball, I I can't do more basketball because right. it just adds on to it. So I try to do stuff like that, right. like music and
0: yeah. Well, and that's why I mean that, I. Tara and I sometimes talk about like like what's the secret, you know, as a parent watching, you know, your kids struggle. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's, you know, playing time or getting frustrated, you know, in the game and just like how would you kind of if you had a player come to you with frustration of playing time or, you know, not playing well in the game, like how would you handle that type
2: I that? I would try and redirect again, but have them look at the stuff that they are doing well, which is something that Coach Mack and Coach Lindsay used to do a lot with me. Like, I I wish I could score more, but I wasn't a very big scorer, but they would tell me, like, you're setting really good screens. Like, you're getting your guards open. to get, Like, it's essentially an assist. Right. Um, and I try to tell that stuff to my team, too. And, I mean, playing time is a tough one because, as I mean, when I was a player, I, I knew, like, if I wasn't on the floor, Coach didn't need me on the floor. Right. But she was putting in the right people to win. Right, but not everybody thinks that way so I try to like again just have them I don't know just redirect and, mm-hmm. and tell them like you're still like an essential part of this team right like I like that way you said like kind of
0: like the role like kind of knowing your yeah. role we talk about it a lot of the time right. and I think like all of these things that we're talking about really could be you know transferred over to life because mm-hmm. they're life lessons you know like when we talk about sports, and the connection to life, you know, we're not going to be all BWNBA players or, mm-hmm. you know, professional um, NFL coaches yeah. and so forth. But it's like, how can we bring the lessons that we learn through sport into our life? Mm-hmm. You know, like Tara and I talked earlier, you know, about the, the situation with, you know, going into the new season and mm-hmm. having, you know, what type, what it's going to look like for my own kids mm-hmm. and what they're going to struggle with. But it's like, you know, just finding the right fit and kind of looking mm-hmm. for opportunities, but um, it's, it's going to be something that they carry with them for life because, you know, in life you got, you're you going to have people that you don't get along with in the same, that, that are your colleagues mm-hmm. and you have to learn how to deal with them just like teammates that you don't get along with. Mm-hmm. So I think that's important, like you said, with the, the role, definitely knowing your role on the court and off the court
2: too. Yeah, and trusting the process is something that we're talking a lot about with our team. We had a really successful year last year, but we lost. we lost five kids on our squad, but we're still going to be pretty good. But we just talk about trusting the process. If you want to get back to the success that we were at, you have to kind of. You don't have to always love the grind, but you have to respect it, mm-hmm. and you have to know like this is not everybody's playing college basketball. Mm-hmm. Like you're one of the lucky ones that's still playing the sport that they that they love. So just right. trusting the process, and then I mean seeing where it turns out in the end.
1: Funny, that's two weeks in a row now. I remember Ariel shared that with us last week, and she said, trust the process in the words of Joel Embiid. Joel yeah. M-B, yeah. yeah. <laughs> two weeks in a row, but that's two, college, two co- college athletes kind of saying the same type of thing. But I think the other thing, too, and, and I feel like you, with the COVID year that you, we, we had, you were fortunate that we played, mm-hmm. but we kept talking through that whole process about how it could be taken away at any second, and I think going through that whole year, that whole season, would we get 10 games yeah, in a ten, playoff? I think something yeah, like that. Um, we preached every day that, like, at any point, somebody could test positive for COVID, and this is taken away to appreciate and value every chance and opportunity that you got yeah. to play. And I think that's something that we stressed that whole year. And, and I think that that's probably helped you a little bit through this process, too, knowing that, like, at any point, you know, you, you could you could walk in tomorrow and your job's gone. Right. You know, we're all at at well employees. We don't, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> Trusting that. Trust trust what you're. Yeah, trust that what, what you're doing and all that. So. So what's
0: next? Like, where where do you see yourself? So, you, what do you have? One more year as yeah, a grad yes, assistant, and last then year. that title is going to be removed. And then, do you want to stay in the coaching field?
2: Yeah, I definitely want to stay in coaching. I have one more year. I have a few more classes I have to take. I think there's like. After this semester, it'll be nine more credits, so I'll be, I'll be done, um, if everything goes to plan, <laughs> but I want to try and get in as an assistant somewhere first, um, I would love to one day work at the Division One level, um, that's, like, the ultimate goal, we were talking in one of my classes, like, what's your dream job, like, no, like, like, no regrets, mm-hmm. like, there's nothing holding you back, like, I was like, I would want to be the head coach at Syracuse, like, I want to work at Syracuse University um but I just want to coach like it's and a lot of people I remember I went recruiting and this summer and I coached that was like a veteran coach so was like I can tell you're kind of new and I was like what do you mean she was you're you're like a little bit jaded but you're not completely jaded <laughs> <laughs> and I was like okay <laughs> well it's kind of fitting nice. but um I just I love basketball and I love teaching basketball so just but only to it's tough I don't I don't want to teach like Little kids, yeah. that's okay. They yeah, that's a strategy really with me, really but yeah. we have the little
1: kids here It's like, okay, you take them, yeah. and I'll like, take the older. Which kids, is but. funny though, because I feel like at camps you would take the young, like the younger kids, and it was always like you had that that younger group. So you must have had enough of it. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm good with kids,
2: and <laughs> I like like my dad and I. But my biggest pet peeve right now is like defense. Like some kids in high school don't play with like they play with their back to their player, and I'm like, that's mm. no. like yeah. I'm like. I'm, like, trying to teach them, like, so during the summer when I was working with my dad's group, I made them do, like, the shell drill, like, hardcore, like, I was like, this is, like, you're one pass away, and then I was teaching them help defense, but, um, I mean, I like teaching kids, it's funny, when I remember a couple of years ago, I was working in the Wilkes men's camp, and I was teaching them how to shoot, and my dad was like, why are you teaching them how to shoot, I'm like, why is it you of all people, but I like teaching them the skill, but I, I like. I like strategy in basketball, like X's and O's. Right. And you need like a certain age group in order to start yeah. teaching. Yeah. That. yeah. I, I believe that. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely.
0: It's a learning process. It's constantly changing. So, you know, being open to those changes and learning from your peers too, like not being too humble that you're not going to mm-hmm. go ask, you know, like, what are you doing on defense? I love that. Mm-hmm. You know, your matchup zone. Like, can you t- share with me? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's like building a community too. Mm-hmm. um, That I think so important. Kind
1: of what we're trying to do right now is build this community of women leaders and women in uh, higher positions that are empowering empowering women. So you talk about Syracuse University. How are you going after that goal? What is your? We we always talk about if you're you're setting a goal, throw yourself in, jump in, and and get get after it. So what are you doing for that?
2: Well, I'm just trying to like network as much as I can. I'm trying to work like when I went out recruiting this summer, I I met some big timers, and I just a lot of times I would hear like in the back of my head like, Coach Mack or Coach would be like, go talk to them, like, why are you just looking at them, go talk to them, so I, I, I gave my card to a few different coaches, like, when I would sit next to them and have conversations, but it's a long shot, but I gave it to the Tennessee head coach, like, I met her over the summer, and I was like, she gave me a lot of really good advice, and I, I mean, I love Tennessee basketball, too, so, wow. um, and I've gotten invited to um, see some open practices at, like, URI with Tammy Reese, who was at Syracuse, actually, mm-hmm. um, and then... Um, Jamelle Elliott, who's an assistant at UConn, I met her and, and she was like, "If you ever want to come to practice, just let me know." So taking advantage of those opportunities right. when, I, through. I'm I'm through. when yeah. I, I find out. the time. But like, right.
1: Um, we'll see, but here's yeah. what, here would be our advice for you: make the make time. Make right. the time. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. what yeah. I
0: was like. You're never gonna find the yes. time. You yeah. just gotta like schedule it in. Yeah. But I t- and I think like for how creative that you are, that your way, like we talk about mm-hmm. knowing your role, like what is it that a lot of these coaches lack? And it's probably that creativity mm-hmm. to be able to, like, watch film and break it down. Probably, like, the social media mm-hmm. and your design. Like, to be able to do social media for mm-hmm. them in the recruiting process. Yeah. So, like, really looking at their weaknesses mm-hmm. and then seeing what you could bring to the table. Yeah. I think that's really important, Absolutely, because,
1: I mean, look at, look at the stuff that you did. You made our schedule posters with all the logos and the designs. Like, think about different things that you could do. You want to set yourself apart. Mm-hmm. I, Jenna and I talk about this with, with her kids sometimes, too. You want, what is it that that program needs or that coach needs? And what is it that you could bring to that program? There's going to be a lot of people that could do X's and O's. A lot of people that could do, teach shooting. A lot of people could do this. What is it that you do different and such stuff apart? And I think that that's a great point. I think that's one thing. You got. You have to really showcase the, that part of it that, because social media has taken over everything. Yeah,
2: it's pretty great. To be able
1: to do that kind of stuff and say, I could bring this to your program. Look, I did it for a football program, a mm-hmm. college it? football program. I could do this for, for you.
2: It's pretty funny, one of my good friends is a football GA right now, and they do a lot of Photoshop stuff, um, for their recruiting, and that's what I've been starting to bring into Springfield, mm-hmm. and him and I will just send templates back and forth to each other, and <laughs> he'll make one, and then I'll make it better, and then
1: <laughs> I'll make one, and he'll make it better, but. We well, just, that's good, he's pushing it. Yeah, we yeah. just try and, like, build off of each yeah. other, um which is really nice. And now you can put those on Etsy and sell them. Yeah, I, mean, I know. Just, I I'm s- just learning that from TikTok. I, I just <laughs> saw that on TikTok
2: too. <laughs> I might actually try and do that. You might have
0: to like go yeah. under a different name. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you might have to have, what do they call it? Like a, when you have like a fake name. Oh on. yeah. The, um,
2: yes. go, like a, not a ghostwriter, but
0: yeah. Yeah. like a pseudonym. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. you yeah. may yeah. have to put a male, male, male name. Right. You may me. have no. to. Yeah. No. But don't no, do I it.
1: Don't do it. Don't fall into it. Well, any any advice or anything you could give to young females um, looking to break into whatever career it might be that um, you know we always talk about the good old boys club and and we we kind of it, it it's a man's world that's that's not us that's not our opinion that's the that's the it's truth and smart. um any advice for them jumping into any type of whether that be jumping into a sport team into a, uh, a career or anything I know
2: it's definitely easier said than done but just be true to who you are like don't change who you are for anybody but especially for men in those positions Mm. like um but and don't be afraid to go after things that and don't be afraid to call things out too that you see that are wrong like if there's an issue in something that you see because of gender race or or sexuality like call it out if you see it call it out um but don't don't be afraid and
1: and just always like like just shoot for the stars because like you never know you Mm -hmm. never know where you're gonna go (laughs) awesome CP, uh, we always kind of end with, um, is there any social media platforms, anything that people could reach out to or follow you on? And yeah,
2: I'm uh, I'm pretty active on Twitter as a coach, but my my handle is Coach Carolie P. Um, give me a follow, but that'll be fine. It's great. Twitter, follow we... follow SC Women's Basketball Springfield oh, Women's Basketball, go. and then we have a big <laughs>
1: yeah. day we need to circle on the calendar because we're going out to play in a tournament. Ooh. At Springfield College, um, so that we could kind of bring Carolee back with her team and everything, and go to go to the basketball hall of fame. So it's it's kind of a full circle moment, which is going to be really cool for all of us. Awesome. Yeah. awesome. Well,
0: thanks again for coming on, and um, we'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, you can follow us at Soul Sisters Podcast. And we are also on Twitter.
1: We are on Twitter that I forgot, and I apologize. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't posted okay. in two years, but I just realized we're on there, so we'll we'll keep that up now. Yes, okay. Solstice Pod.
0: this Pod. Okay.